Welcome to the Leap to Freedom Show, 20 minutes or less of inspiration and practical tools for those that want to take the leap and live a life of freedom and purpose. I am Maria Condi. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to the show, everyone. I am super excited to have another guest with us today. And today we have Katie Russler with us. She is a licensed counselor with over 12 years experience working with couples, individuals, and families. She has owned successful private practices in the US and in Germany, and also provides online courses and programs for better work-life balance and a healthier family life. And today, we are actually going to be talking about something a little bit different. Um, we are in the times of COVID, and life is a little bit challenging for a lot of people. So we're going to be doing a little bit of a check-in and some self-care and a little bit of things on grief, all those things together to pull it all together to give you some tools to um, exist right now, we'll say. So welcome, Katie. Thank you so much, Maria. I'm excited to be on your show. And and yeah, this is a time where it's time for us to talk about some difficult subjects, but it's necessary. I think Absolutely. It's Absolutely. And you know, you and I had a little bit of a discussion right before this uh, recording, talking about um, it's, you know, this year has given everybody a chance to reflect on their life and what's important to them. And um, just you we're looking at life with a different lens now, basically. And it's, there's some positives and negatives that go with that. You know, I work with a lot of people that are trying to take another leap into doing something different in their life and having to recreate life for themselves, partly sometimes by choice or by choice. And sometimes because they have to, they've lost their job or whatever, but you know, there's a, a demographic of people out there that don't have a lot of choice in what, you know, where they're at right now or can't seem to move past that space that they're in. Right. Right. And yeah, I think it's interesting because as, um, as a whole community, the world is experiencing grief in a variety of ways, but we're so used to associating it with death and loss that when it's anticipatory grief, Mm -hmm. um, grief due to normal shifts in, you know, even becoming a mom, we can go through grief or changes in our work going from part-time to to full-time or full-time to part-time, those shifts can kick up things in us we don't realize. And it's, it's not until we start to have the conversation around like, what is grief? What's showing up for us? How is it showing up? Because it's yes. not always the weepy, I can't get out of bed. Absolutely. It's the irritable, I'm filling my schedule. I don't want to feel this stuff that happens. And typically for business women, that's what we do. Oh, well, I'll just pile on more because I just don't really want to feel this. Mm-hmm. And most of us have had to face the reality when you're working from home, you can't always fill your schedule as well. <laughs> you can't always, you know, you're kind of stuck looking at the mirror. Yeah. You know, what do I do with her today? You know, and it changes things. Absolutely. I even had a male friend that come to visit me about three weeks ago and he was just having a really off day. And I was trying to explain to him, I said, you know, but if it's not necessarily, you know, because he was saying what he was getting upset about was a really minor, minor situation. And I said, but, you know, he says, everything in my life is perfect. I said, you know, he's got a great job, all those things. And he says, he's just, but I said, the weight of the world in general is heavy right now. And whether you, you know, even if everything's perfect in your life, we're still all feeling that at some energetic level. 
Yeah. I always tell people, it's like when you go into a room and you've noticed a couple has fought and had an argument and you can feel it, but you're like, it's not about me. I'm good. Everything's fine. But I really feel like you cut the tension with a knife. Yeah. That's what's happening on a huge level. Yeah. And And you just feel it. You feel it. Yeah. And so it's heavy and it, it's, you know, even if you, things are going great in your own life, you can still have that sense of, it's, it's heavy. It's the only way I can personally describe yeah. it. Yeah. And, you know, even myself, I look at it, everything's fabulous in my life. Things are going great. You know, I've done this big move this year, but it still feels a little bit heavy. And, you know, like we were talking about before about community and yes. I'll let you speak to that because it's, you know, that's a real messed up piece of our world right now is being able to have community. Right. Well, and there's also the piece of, um, things could be going great in your life, but I mean, every day we wake up, there's something new on the news, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, what's next? Like, everything's good. Keep it good, please. <laughs> like, What's next? And that creates its own unsettlement. So yeah. yes, I mean, it's great that you shared your life can be going around. You can be like, wow, why am I so off? Like everything's so wonderful. It's, it's normal as well. Yeah. As well. So community, let's talk about community because Often what ends up happening in times like this pandemic, we isolate ourselves. Our stressed response, our survival mode, for some reason, most of us is like retreat. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm an extrovert. And to be honest, I was really offended the first couple months of the pandemic. <laughs> I live in Germany. My friends like, re- you know, retreated. And I was like, did I do something wrong? <laughs> <laughs> Because to me, I just thought like, okay, yeah, crisis is happening. I get it. Like, let's check in on each other. How are you? How are you doing? How is this? No. And I had friends later go, I'm sorry, Katie, this is just how I deal with stress. It's like, I completely like go into my little shell and it's like, that's gotta be so lonely. But again, that's the extrovert in me. That's like, we need, but truly we need connection because there's, there's isolation that's solitude. Mm-hmm. I need to isolate myself from the world, have some solitude, really tap into what's going on inside of me. And then there's isolation of, I actually really need connection right now. And I'm, I'm limiting myself. I'm removing myself from that. And when we do that, our mind gets to play some games with us. Yeah. We're not wanted. We don't matter. You know, we start to hear the negative self-talk get louder and louder. Like we're all alone in the world. And in reality, if the pandemic was gone, we'd be like, I got stuff to do. I've got people yeah. to see. I've got things, you know, my list, yeah. my social list. It plays a game when that solitude becomes full isolation and we, we start to really believe those false and negative thoughts. Mm-hmm. And so it's important that we stay connected. I found this, um, so I've done workshops here at the Boston Consulting Group in Munich for their working parents. And we talked about this isolation they feel, even though you're work, you've got your colleagues, you go home, you, you take care of your family, you do all these things. And like, you're burned out by the end of the night. You don't feel like getting together with people, but it's actually, you need, you need yeah. connection. That's not your coworkers. Yes. Not your kids or your partner. Like you need that. Yeah. And yet our exhaustion, our, whatever it might be, our, I just want to put myself on the shell keeps us from having what actually helps heal us and and rejuvenate us and make us feel better in the day. Even if it's one-on-one coffee date. Yeah. We need that. 
Yeah. I have a question for you um, in relation to community. Cause the first thing when you were talking about that is in, I think it was in May, we did it, April or May. Uh, we had a wine and cheese on zoom with a whole bunch of my girlfriends. Now, is there, you know, it felt really great to be with everybody. And obviously we couldn't be in a physical space. Is there, I mean, I still feel there's something about being in a physical space with somebody that's better, but you know, can we still serve ourselves that way? Just doing like a zoom wine and cheese where you connect with five or six different people the best you can at the moment. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. Because it's largely, again, I matter. People want to be connected to me. I want to be connected to them. They matter. Like we get to reinforce that. So I think it will not fill your cup to the level. Maybe touch you. Well, I don't know if you've been isolated. I mean, we were from March till June, pretty much stuck in our homes. Yes. And I was like, a zoom call is all I need. You know, I felt great after an yeah. hour conversation on the phone. I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> um, but it, yeah, it will not fill the cup as much as that one-on-one cheersing the wine and everything. I, I was so impressed that when all this happened, that different apps and games and, you know, things that we could do as yes. creating community started to show up and people were doing them. And um, I have a friend here locally who does wine events and she's like, I can't do wine tastings. And then she realized, actually, I can, mm-hmm. I can do Zoom calls. Yeah. And she calls them Corin Vinos. Oh, I love and it. They have the wines shipped to their home, a certain amount to, to pair and try. And then the, the winery uh, marketing person sits down with them and goes, okay, we're going to try this wine now. And, wow. talks her. and so she's still able to do events. Yeah. And it's just about stepping outside of yeah. community will not be face to face, but community can still be created. That's and great. In a it's business, though, that's perfect. It was brilliant. Yeah. And what yeah. country is that in? So I know. <laughs> it's in Germany. Okay. I, I, I've talked about like, I know a lot of people in North America who would really love this. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. But it, it's, it's amazing to see how people started to say, how do we still create connections? Yes, absolutely. Outside of, of that Facebook. Because there was enough extroverts like me who were like, where'd everybody go? <laughs> and I, I'm just, I'm sort of that... Um, what do they call it? The crossover between a extrovert and introvert. I'm right, right in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. When I'm around extroverts, I'm usually pretty quiet, but if I'm around introverts, I am like the wild woman, right? <laughs> but what I'm finding right now is I'm, I was really great with all the zoom stuff. I was good to about June, you know, and then come September, I'm really finding like, wow, I'm just craving people like real live people. You know, yeah. even if it's walking down the street with masks on, you know, six feet apart, just being the closest proximity you can be, right? <laughs> right, right. You're like, I can't hug you, but I'll wave and it's going to be an yeah. amazing wave. And yeah, it it is really tough. And, you know, I think about the younger generations that, you know, this is, we're going to be on a year next spring of this. I know. How this is going to impact how they connect. You know, we already were having an issue with teens and even adults not yes. connecting. They're always on their phone, but now we're like, oh my God, I can't wait to see you face to face. I can't wait yeah. to talk to you. I can't wait to put my phone away. Exactly. <laughs> you know, so it's going to be interesting to see that the younger generations and, and the older generations, how we respond when we can go back to normal, when we go back to 
using our phones as a division? Or will we say, I know what that feels like now and I don't want that anymore. I miss looking you in the eyes and really talking to you and dinners at a restaurant, not, you know, with our family members, not everybody on a a screen. Like, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I really, um, I find it really interesting because I've moved across the country this year. And when I was in the larger city, you'd go into a restaurant. This is obviously pre-COVID. Go into a restaurant. Everybody would be on their cell phones. I moved to a smaller city, still a big city, but smaller. And, you know, my daughter and I were in a restaurant and we're like, nobody's on a phone here. Like nobody, like everybody has, you know, looks somebody in the eye and has a conversation. And when you try and get a hold of somebody, you can't really, you can text them, but they may or may not get back to you right away. They're not attached to their telephones here, right? Right. And I, but I moved back here because of community. I grew up in that sort of real true community base and it's still here. It's really, really interesting. And and, and we need it. Yeah. And I'd like to see that, you know, it'll it'll be interesting to see what happens after that, if people are going to really crave real human connection after that or if they're going to be more attached to their phones right oh i hope not (laughs) i know i know it's crazy it's crazy i've um i i'm i've never been a real phone person i got a new phone about a month ago my daughter it was sitting on my desk for like literally a month before i actually you know changed the sim card my daughter's like losing it right it's like it's a phone (laughs) mine still works right yeah Yeah, it's very different. Yeah. So as we look at, at how these divisions have impacted us, how they impact our need for that community, you know, I think back, you know, to a large reason you have this podcast is it impacts how we work. It impacts our productivity. It impacts how, you know, how we see ourselves. Um, I know that the amount of screen time I've had to have for work and, and I've completely seen my clients online now. Yes. My eyes are exhausted. I call yeah. it zombie eyes by the end of the day. My eyes are exhausted. My brain is so wired in yeah. that when I close my eyes for bedtime, I can still feel it's like the neurons are firing still. Like, I hear you. It's hard. It's hard to disconnect because our work now has moved to, you know, working from home, being online. Yeah it's overwhelming. And so when you've got this grief response to like, what's next, what's happening in the world, what is it going to be on the news tomorrow? Who's going to say what? And then we have, I'm just, I have zombie eyes. I'm exhausting my brain more than I've ever, you know, like compounding, it's all compounding. And then we remove community. And that's like a recipe for a disaster. Right. Which we had a conversation of before this, before our call about that. Cause I wanted to touch base on that little yeah. recipe for disaster there. It's completely a recipe for disaster. And you know, whether you live at home by yourself, whether you live at home with family, you can feel so alone. Yes. Either way. Absolutely. You know, and, and poor decisions and difficult decisions are made in times like that. And so this is the importance of recognizing what's going on is it's grief and it's exhaustion and it's burnout in a way that we, we were used to burnout because of, I got to rush to here and do this and that. And this is burnout because it's emotionally exhausting yes. and mentally taxing to do our work in a different way than we were. And I've, I've had people say, well, I was always on my computer at work. And I said, well, you probably had transit time where you weren't yeah. on it. You know, you probably stopped for coffee 
you probably like you probably got up and walked to the bathroom and talked to someone and like, I had that exact thing last week I did a 16 hour day and it's like what did you just I felt just wrecked at the end of the day yes. it's like what I didn't move from my desk I was just I was doing a, a video series for something and I just recorded for hours I did like 15 videos and it's like I got up and went oh like what just happened it's like yeah. okay you can't not do that tomorrow because that was it was brutal right and yeah. And we're doing more and more and more of it. And then, you know, of course, then you want to visit your girlfriend. So you're online again to have the Zoom call with her. And then, you know, you talk to the next person that's on Zoom too. So you're glued to it. You yeah. 24 seven right now feels like. I feel like eye doctors after this are going to have. Oh, so yeah. Much- <laughs> you know, exactly. Like- and I'm sure my eyesight has gone down recently too. I'm, I'm positive of it. <laughs> yeah. Because I go I to look at something the other day like, what is <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. And, but before we derail from that, because I can derail quickly, um, do you have any suggestions for people when they get into that space on how to, how to cope with that? Right. Is there some simple things that you might be able to do at home to help people with that? Yeah. So uh, let's talk about sort of the, the exhaustion and the burnout. What has happened is we now say, well, I'm working for home. I can get so much more done instead of, I'm going to work my eight hour or nine hour day yeah. and I'm setting my alarm to turn off and it doesn't matter that I can still pull up the network and still keep working and I can, I'm I'm guilty as charged on that. And I need to change that. And I had that record, you know, I noticed that Friday. It's like, okay, this has to, you know, you don't need to go into the weekend with us either. Right. Yes. So most of us are not trained to have that willpower because we mm. just leave the office when everybody else leaves. Yeah. You know, like everybody else has left. I'm supposed to leave. They're turning off the lights, cleaning people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I gotta go. There's some cues to get you out the door. <laughs> Here, you roll out, you have dinner, you roll back into your office. You know, like you, you can keep going. You can keep yeah. going. It has to be your own, like, it's not worth it to me to burn yes. out. I don't want to leave this pandemic time and go back to my regular job and already be burned out from my job. Exactly. Home. So there is the really set parameters for you. And it's called just boundaries, you know, yes. you set, them with people, <laughs> set them with yourself. I'm not working past these times. Now, if you've got young kids at home, um, this was a workshop I did online internationally was like, what happens when I can't work my normal hours because of the kids at home? Yes. That, and that causes so, a whole bunch of stress in itself too, right? Exactly. Again, yeah. burnout, exhaustion. Yeah. I found so that in the summer too, because I'd end up working at one, like one in the morning because that's when I could actually get some work done. Right. And then you're waking up at 6 a.m. or 7 a.m., you know, yeah. <laughs> if you're lucky, seven. Yeah. Um, so that was the big thing we talked about was how to break it up then. And then do you use a Saturday and Sunday, not full day, but you do working part-time in quotations in a sense, but you communicate that with your managers and team leads and go, yes. My day will not look the same, but mm-hmm. most people don't. No, you know. And I was a leader in the corporate world for thirty years, and I managed a large team, large team. And I would be totally okay with that myself as a leader. Some leaders wouldn't be. You know, I had trust in my staff that they could pull that off. And you make your day. I know the work will get done. You just make it right. However, it's going to get there, right? <laughs> right. And but hopefully, other leaders are doing that. It's our own work ethic. Well, no. Yes. 
I have to have, I have to show up like everyone else. Well, yes. probably the other people are either not in your situation or, you know, it's the 20 somethings without kids who can work the, you know, 60 hour week and yeah. still wake up the next, you know, and be great. No, it's okay. Have boundaries, yeah. have boundaries, know your limits, be honest and open with your communication about it. I mean, I think we've all gone through this long enough to know what, you know, what's happening. Like yeah. I can only be effective during these hours or these days or whatever. And you just talk to your boss about those things. Um, the burnout rates I see, cause I, I do a lot of couples therapy here in Munich. The burnout rates is, is just, my heart goes out. Like it's going to be very tough for people. They're going to come out of this time of, oh yeah, I was working from home and it was just so much easier. That mentality, we thought it would be so much easier <laughs> and they're going to, you know, zombie walk into their offices and a little bit will be the honeymoon phase of, yeah, I'm in my office, but they're going to realize I'm burnt out. Yeah. Like I'm absolutely. I'm okay. And it's interesting that you say that because I see that myself too, in myself and in other people around me. And I've also, I actually just started up my self-care membership again recently. And it's based on for the person that's burnt out and to try and give them some space to start looking after themselves again, because it's a, it is a really big piece right now. I was going to say something else too. And I lost my thought on that one. Oh, I was going to say you had said something that um, I had to put in place myself. And that was about um, I, what I found as an entrepreneur. By the time I got to Friday at noon, even Friday morning, I was burnt out. Like I was like, I can't do cause I'm doing long days and trying to manage being a single mom, all those things. And then I get to Friday afternoon and I was like, and then I decided at one point, okay, Maria, you're an entrepreneur. You chose this path. You can control and you can put boundaries right. in. So now I take off Friday afternoon because I, I said, I'm not even going to try because I'm wasting, I'm just going to burn out more. Right. And I'm not being productive, you know? Right. And so I started doing that. And I have to say, it took me a little bit of time to the mindset. I have a 30 year corporate background. So it's like, oh, I'm supposed to be working right now. I'm supposed to be working right now. And it's like, no, you don't need to be. <laughs> and it took, it was, a, yeah, it took a bit yeah. for my brain to come through that. Right. Yeah. And um, so now I try and do something fun on those days. And I wanted to, you know, before we end all this, I have a couple more things I wanted to get in. Um, I'm trying to infuse a lot more fun in life. And I, I think that's a we don't have, there's, like I said, the world is heavy right now. And I thought, you know what, I need more joy and I need to have more fun. And if, whether it's a dance party in your living room or whatever it is that you can pull off, we need to find the things that bring us a lot more joy, however we can pull that off. Yes. 100%. And I think that's one of the, um, a healing balm to grief is to be able to laugh even when you're feeling all of that. To, yeah. to be able to be silly. It's just to be, even if it makes you start crying because you're like, oh my God, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Like, you do. You have to take life less seriously when it is so serious. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And we were going to talk about one other challenging topic today. And that was about checking in on our friends that yeah. appear to be really happy, but maybe aren't. And I'll let you, we'll talk, we had this discussion beforehand, but I'll let you take it from there on that one. Yeah. So it's really easy because now, now we don't see each other as much, Mm -hmm. you know? And so when we do see each other, it's in the selected way and things, and it's very easy to make our, 
you know, from here up look like, okay, <laughs> everything, everything's good from the, the waist up. Um, and we can, we're all really good at smiling through many things, mm-hmm. but the reality is we all need check-ins. We all need to, um, hear from our friends. As I shared the first couple months, I was like, where'd everybody go? What did I do? <laughs> you know? like, the longer this goes and the more, you know, like here in, in Europe, we're looking at areas starting to lock down again to the level they were before. And there's a lot of discussion about yeah. what. Um, and I've been really grateful. We, I live in a country that has considered, hey, psychologically, what's happening to mm-hmm. the children and the, the adults in this phase. Um, we do. We do need to be checking in and connecting. And a large part, mm. you and I were discussing, is sometimes it's that intuition of like something doesn't seem right and don't ignore that. Mm-hmm. It's not all on you to save friends or family from mm-hmm. themselves. But if you feel that like, Something wasn't right. Even that text message seemed not like them. Mm-hmm. Call, call. Yeah, we, do, we do stay, that reach out just to, you know? Yes, we stay hidden behind these text messages and things. Our voicemail, mm-hmm. call, actively call. If they mm-hmm. answer, then you have a live real time, are we okay or are we not okay? Mm-hmm. And just like, assure them that you're there for them too and, and hear them out and just... Talk about whatever makes sense, you know, in the moment. And right, right. Just be yeah. there for them. I know that there's particular friends that I have that just they're prone to more depression mm-hmm. when they're isolated from people. Yeah. So those are the ones that I'm like, hey, girl, how you doing? What's going on this week? What's yeah. your plans? You know, and that's not me trying to be a counselor. Or like, you know, let me let me check on all these. It's like genuinely. Yeah. We all need to be doing that for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody in our lives. And I I know, and I've I've talked about it before too, is even the elderly, because, you know, they're really, really isolated. They always have been, you know, their kids move out and they rarely see them. And, and now, you know, I, I make a point of, I have two or three elderly in my circle that, you know, I make sure I reach out to, do, you know, do you need anything? Even if I can't come in, can I drop it off at your doorstep? You know, do you yeah. want to get anything? And some of them just want to sit and talk, right? It's like, I'm okay, I'm, I'm sitting here. And some days it's like, oh my God, this is painful, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but I let them go, you know, they need, yeah. to, they need to know that somebody's out there for them. And, you know, that's, that's what we can do, right? In the times that we're in. And that's about community again. Yeah. It's, you know, that we have to just sometimes get a little bit creative with yeah. that, how that looks. Um, when Italy first got hit bad with um, the, the virus, I know that everybody saw these videos of people out on their balconies. Yes. Yes. Like singing together, that. playing music. And again, there's this honeymoon period that occurs as well when a crisis first hits. We're yes. all coming together and it's very different months later. Yeah. But that's community. That's, yes. let me check in on you. How are you doing down there? You know, um, yeah. I saw like there was even like a, I don't remember if it was in Italy, but a DJ out on. Yes, I saw that one. Yeah. And I was like, wow. Like yeah. if we're going to be stuck, we're going to make this enjoyable. Yeah. And it's the extroverts that usually do that. It's the introverts that get stuck inside that we need to get them out somehow to out of that space, right? Where they're just hibernating and yeah, um, yeah, which is not healthy for them. The extroverts, you know, do a little bit better with it because they can pull it, you know, they figure it out a little bit easier. 
Right. They're the ones coming up with these, you know, yeah. <laughs> huge, event, huge online event, check in here. And yeah. So the other piece is we check in on people and we also let people know when we need to be checked in on. Yeah. When you start to feel yourself, I'm in a funk. I need somebody to like, just tell me I matter. Let me call that one friend who all, you know, who's yeah. there or whatever. Like, it's okay for you to ask for help during this time. And yeah. to just say, I just need, can you check on me once a week? And I'll check on you. Like, we'll be check on each other buddies or. That's so hard for so many people. Yeah. Particularly women, but men too, because men don't like to reach out so much either. Right. So right. Right. for two different reasons, but you know, everyone struggles with that at some level. But it's so funny. Cause it's like, I just feel so alone. I, I will say to clients, how many people do you have like on your phone? You know, yeah. how many, how many in your network? Yeah. And I can list all these people. Have you ever shared with anyone of them that yeah. you like want to go have coffee or you want, no. Have they invited you to stuff? Yeah. But I'm, you know, I'm never in the mood. I'm just tired. And so I'm mm. like, is it that you're lonely or have you created a world that confirms for you? Mm -hmm. I'm lonely. And I'm our subconscious lonely. does that too. It, it finds, you know, if we say we're lonely, it finds all the spaces that we are lonely and reasons why we are lonely. Right. It, it proves it out to you completely because that just you know makes it like okay mm -hmm. it confirms our reality the way we see the world fitting yeah but as soon as we start to go wait there are people out there mm -hmm. oh wow like it would just feel a lot better and it's hard to take that initial outreach right to be vulnerable and yeah. to say you know what i just need to talk to somebody today yeah yeah but i find every those times where i do that i afterwards i'm like so glad I called them and like just was honest. Totally, <laughs> totally. And people honest. appreciate it. You know, I don't know a human being yeah. out there that would not be okay with the, at the receiving end of one of those phone calls. Right, exactly. You know? Because we would be great as a friend to receive. Oh my gosh, yes, I'm here. And if if they didn't call you, you'd feel really, really bad if you knew that they were struggling in some form, yeah. right? Yeah, completely. And yeah. So we all need to look after each other. That's what the yes. end is and be community yeah. for each other, whatever way we can right now too. And we have to be, um, I don't know what the word is. We have to find solutions for ourselves and, and, uh, and be creative, creative. Yeah. Creative. Yeah, absolutely. This has been an amazing conversation. I absolutely love this connection. I wasn't sure you know, we, we had this discussion before and we weren't sure how this call was going to unfold, but we knew it was an important conversation yeah. and I, we were just going to let it go organically and, and uh, it's turned out beautifully. And, and you know, the message is, Oh, I must have tears in my eyes. I cannot believe that. <laughs> it is. Um, I've never had tears on a podcast before <laughs> and I've done this for three years, <laughs> but it is, you know, that's one of those times it's, it's, it's a really challenging time for so many people in the world. So many people. And um, if there's one last, you know, short message you want to leave with people before we sign off on this one and uh, give some contact information. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be that you are so capable of handling all the stuff that's happening right now in your world mm -hmm. and weakness it's not weak to ask for help. Weakness isn't uh, crying and not being able to handle, quote, I can't handle these situations. It's to feel it. Mm -hmm. It's to allow it to flow. It's allow it and to, to ask for help and to, you know, create that community. But we yeah. are so much more capable of handling this than we believe ourselves to be, which is 
the rat race we put ourselves in. It's like, I don't Absolutely. think I can do this anymore. Actually, and people have to recognize too, everyone's got a different threshold too. So yeah. if you see the superwoman next to you and you think, well, I can't cope with taking out my garbage right now. Everyone's got their own space that they're in and it's okay wherever you are, wherever you are. You know, you don't have to, you know, just because you're not operating at the superwoman level over here doesn't mean that you're less than, or, you know, you just, everyone's got their own space and coping mechanisms in that time we have right now. And everyone can smile. So superwoman yes. might look super. Yes, absolutely. Fact, her journey too. Yeah. She'd be crying herself to sleep every night. Nobody knows those things, right? Exactly. So exactly. absolutely. So love this conversation. How can our listeners get in touch with you? So or where can they find you? Because I mean, you're not really, you know, usually I interview people from different, for different reasons and you're not like a right. social media person kind of right, thing, right? right. It's all the, all the fancy <laughs> stuff that goes with all that, right? <laughs> yeah. So I'm, um, my website is katierustler.com and that's R-O-S-S-L-E-R. That's the easiest. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook, yeah. you know, and I really like to tell people and I've got YouTube videos but that website is the best way to find what you're going to need in the time of life that you're in. I work with couples, those going through life challenges and grief, um, parenthood, and all the resources are on that website. I love it. I love it. And I will put those in the show notes so the listeners have all that and they don't have to go searching for it the hard way. (laughs) And uh, so thank you so much for this conversation today. I really, really appreciate your time and being with us today. And thank all the listeners for listening in. And we will talk to everybody next week. Thanks, everyone. 